0: hey guys Rachel here so today we are actually going back to the top 10 of 2023 Um, and so today is number seven Um, and this episode was with um, a micro sprint racer she's part of abacus racing um, which is supposed to be an all-women-ran, like all-women um, team, right? So, and, which is very, very rare in the dirt racing world, period. Uh, really, in racing at all, but in the dirt racing side, it's definitely extremely rare. Um, so, this is Lacey Furno. And um, I I know you guys are gonna enjoy this episode. It was so much fun um talking to Lacey. She's really fun, like she has this really bubbly personality. Um, and it, I mean, I was laughing most of the time. Sometimes on the inside because I didn't want to like laugh the whole entire episode. But yeah, um, so this interview was amazing she's such an amazing person and so yeah guys so without further ado let's get into it well guys it is the new year which means new year new you you know cleaning out everything that you kept for 2023 and prior because some of us let's be real um have too much stuff and it's time to get rid of things that no longer serves us, which includes, sometimes it includes race car related stuff. But a lot of times it, you don't get traction on like Facebook marketplace and things like that. So it's like, where do you go and sell that stuff? So you can go to racingjunk.com and sign up for a free account and Post your stuff on there Um, or you could possibly be looking for some stuff, you know, for your race car for the season coming up or selling your race car to change to a different car. Or if you're getting out of it, sorry, see you go, Um, you know, I know. But, you know, everybody has their time. But, um, you know, that or you might need a hauler because you're expanding your team and you know you're needing a way to figure out how to bring two you know two cars instead of one so yeah guys uh definitely check out racingjunk.com sign up today and they are the official classified for racewife unfiltered Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered hosted by your favorite bougie race wife Rachel Thornhill. Every week she shares stories of her life as a race wife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Hey guys, welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill. And today we have a special guest with us. She is an 18 year old micro sprint and midget racer from Mooresville, North Carolina. Um, she got her start at Millbridge Speedway and she currently races part-time with Abacus Racing and their women's development team. So welcome Lacey Furno to the show. Hi, Lacey. Yeah hi how are you
1: good how are you i'm doing good i um yeah i haven't really done a lot today i was more of like a workout kind of day so i haven't had too much to do thankfully <laughs> so, yeah, <it's> <laughs> a pretty fun day.
0: that's good um i mean at least you weren't too busy i'm glad you were able to take time out of your schedule to you know be on the podcast
1: yeah yeah of course i, I love doing podcasts i think they're super fun so
0: No, I'm I'm glad. And also, I mean, it gives you a chance to really like, you know, let people know who you are and share your story and everything. So obviously you, you know, you've been racing since 2018. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, now what got you into racing? Like, did you grow up around racing? Like, you know, your family being around it or did, was this just something that just sparked your interest?
1: Yeah, so I um I got into racing. I've always kind of been into it. My um dad, he used to race um asphalt super late models and ATT tour and he's from Vermont and so is that all whole American Canadian deal. And we moved down here in the nineties and he started working at different race shops and he's done pretty much everything. He was he's been on the pit crew, car chief, crew chief, just every single thing and I always thought that was really cool. Like, I remember when I was little, and they like asked you like at school, like, "Oh, like, what do your parents do?" Blah blah blah. And I was like, they're like, "Oh, like a doctor." Oh, this that. And I was like, "Y'all are boring. my might not works on cars. Y'all are boring." <laughs> but yeah, I always thought that was super cool. I wanted to kind of do that, but I was kind of, I was kind of dumb to all of it, to be honest. I didn't understand how it worked. Like, I knew he raced a super late model, but I mean, five year old me didn't really know what that was. So right. I just gave it like a cup car. I was like, "Oh, he raced cup like whoo," <laughs> but um yeah so i was kind of to do it but i had no idea how to like get into it and i actually didn't get into it until about 10 years later when i was 14 and i got more into dirt racing because um kyle larson was racing with my dad's team at the time and i thought that was i thought he was the coolest person ever and i wanted to be kind of like him in some way and i knew he started outlaw carts so that's kind of what pushed me in the outlaw cart route and um yeah he um he raced outlaw cars, so I started an intermediate outlaw car in the July of 2018. And, yeah, ever since then, I've been racing dirt.
0: Yeah, um, that's amazing. Um, and, and the fact that you said Kyle Larson, like, that makes total sense. Like, mm-hmm. he he's just one of those people that can kind of just do anything. Like, he can jump mm-hmm. into any car and make it work. And, that's like, yeah. just to be able to, like, just to aspire to be like him, I mean, you know, it's, is obviously like a really great feat that anybody would want to do, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, and I'm I'm glad that like that that's a really great role model that you chose. You know, when it comes to like somebody that you look up to that's in the dirt world. Because um, I mean, if, if you if you like strive to be like Kyle, you're going to be like one of the best drivers ever. <laughs>
1: <So>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely really good. I always when i was little i used to like well not really little i was like 14 but like i always thought he was just so good and like he like because i always thought it was cool like i was like tony stewart too and i was like this guy was like he's kind of like tony stewart so that was really cool and i I don't know he's just a really cool driver and i've wanted to be like him in some way
0: yeah oh and tony stewart's another one too like they're kind of honestly like tony and kyle are kind of like almost on that same level like they Mm -hmm. both can pretty much jump into anything and make it work i mean like tony's doing nhra now right Mm -hmm. and it's like that's and he's like dominating over there and he just started doing it so yeah Yeah. it's kind of the same situation but Mm -hmm. so obviously with you doing dirt um and your dad coming from like asphalt you know so was that was that weird to him that you didn't want to go to asphalt route
1: yeah i don't not the biggest dirt fan um he hates when there's dirt anywhere so dirt racing doesn't really fit that mold um (laughs) like our we have like a white garage floor and stuff and like we had the micro we um that floor was never white it was always red because in north carolina you got the red clay so everything's stained orange and gross and like yeah it just drove him insane like he just I think he's warm up to it and then I, as the older i get the more interested i get in asphalt races which is making him happy i'm not gonna admit it to him because i don't want him to be right but uh, i'm getting more interested into it and um yeah i like both kinds so i think he's happy i like both and i'm not just like dirt only but um yeah
0: yeah no that's funny um yeah like you mentioned the garage floor yeah so Mm -hmm. my husband races dirt he races a dirt crate late model Mm -hmm. so yeah no um the floor i don't even know what the floor looked like before because yeah yeah, because the dirt has completely like ruined it so i don't even Mm -hmm. remember what color it was it was probably white or close to it but now no not even close <laughs> so yeah. i understand where your dad's coming from when it comes to that but yeah, yeah. no so that that's awesome that you know you're kind of wanting to be versatile and possibly do both um so obviously with you racing with um advocates you know a women's development team so like how did you come across that opportunity
1: so um kind of funny i dm'd him on instagram and i said like what did i say? i was like hey my name's Lacey because i remember about so i emailed him in december of last year so like march of 2022 um their son hit the team owner's son adam he, he runs like all their social media and stuff he um comment on one of my instagrams and it was like girl driver w i don't know something like that and i was like oh follow back," because i was like a oh, little midget team like i love like i always wanted to race midget and i just it's kind of hard to get into midget racing like not really hard but you just need to you need to be, have like talent and you have to the money for it so mm-hmm. i was like i was trying to take any opportunity i could and i was like this might be something one day so i followed back on tiktok and then i ran two races last year with bounce and I absolutely loved it i love the midget i was like I liked it more than the micro but um yeah i loved i loved the midgets and i knew i wanted to do it and i kind of knew i was getting older and i can't really race now locally forever so i was like well i kind of need to kind of figure this out so mm-hmm. um i really worked hard and started talking to more people and like sponsors and stuff like that and i was trying to find a good team to run with i was talking to a few different ones and then i don't know just one day i was sitting there's a place called field of greens down here and i was sitting at field of greens with two of my friends and i was like i'm just gonna dm him on instagram what's the worst you're gonna say <laughs> and mm-hmm. i dm'd him, i was like hey my name's Lucy, blah, blah, blah. if y'all need a driver let me know hit a girl up <laughs> no it's not about that but um yeah and then they were like oh this is the team owner's name phone number. um we'll text me we'll schedule a call blah 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 and yeah after that it went super fast because that was in december and we me and him talked for like two hours that day about what well, about racing with him and like what do we need and this and that and mm-hmm. also just we kind of got going on some random stuff and i think he realized how much i like want to do it and all kinds of stuff and he could tell i talk fast so like he can tell i'm excited so uh, uh yeah so i w- we talked about that and then he called me back about I think I texted him here and there for about two weeks. And I think it was two weeks after. I don't know. But, like, I don't know. Two weeks later, he um, called me. It was like, would you be interested in doing, like, a women's development team? I was like, oh, yeah. Like, mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, that ain't even a question. Like, I'm, I'm interested. But, um, yeah. So, we did that. And then we called again. And then he was like, all right, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're going to work on this. And I was like, let's go. It's going to be cool. And then I went to the Chili Bowl. And then we announced everything. And then, yeah. I've raced with two races since then. I haven't been the luckiest right now because I was supposed to do about six, but um, it's rained at four of them, so oh. we've only had two races this year, So, but they went pretty good, and I think this is going to be a really good year with them and then seasons going forward
0: yeah um and and that yeah that's really the only bad thing about racing on you know racing period is weather (laughs) you know oh yeah so um and and i totally understand that because we've had issues here too like that's Mm -hmm. part of the reason why we haven't raced very much either it's because of weather i mean oh yeah it'll be sunny all
1: week but if it's gonna rain it's gonna rain on friday
0: (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah so i totally understand that but so yeah so obviously this was something that they were just starting so like they were just kind of hitting the ground running with it and then you you just kind of were like hey um i i'm here (laughs) like just (laughs) you just dm them and it's like hey i'm here i can i can drive so yeah i I think that's awesome though because i mean most people whenever they say like they've joined a, a racing team it's not that simple like it's it's just Mm. like you know they're having to go through like some type of development program Mm. some you know crazy things to be able to get onto a team and you were just like hey i mean if they tell me no no (laughs) the fact that you just took that risk you know and they were like yeah let's talk like it's done yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it was cool like i had going into like i think it was like november i was mm-hmm. like full panic freak out mode because i had like no confirmed sponsors for the year i had mm-hmm. i did not my family didn't want to keep doing the micro because it's it's expensive and it's just kind of it's really big here and it's like if you don't put the money in it you're not gonna be good so i was mm-hmm. like oh god i don't really have anything this is not going good <laughs> and i was kind of like freaking out and then I um I knew I had this I knew I had one that was like most likely gonna happen. I was like, I don't, mm-hmm. know, I don't know. And then about I was just like, you know, what? screw it. I'm damning them. And then yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, what's I'm, what's another no? And then I was like, Oh we're gonna a no. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah and and the fact that like you weren't afraid to take that Mm -hmm. chance and be okay with them possibly telling you no i mean Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that they can do is just tell you no. like it's you know it's not it's not like a huge like problem i guess like we kind of like don't put ourselves out there sometimes because it's like we're so afraid of the no but it's like if you think about it if they tell you no like what's the worst thing that's going to happen they just told you no that's it like there's no like real repercussions from it and mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like sometimes we just make it seem like like the, it's going to be the end of the world or
1: something, you yeah. know, if somebody <laughs> tells us that, like oh my God, I can't get told now. But
0: yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, I, 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 and it's like, I, I feel like that's what keeps a lot of us from taking risks. And it's like the mm-hmm. fact that you were just like, hey, I'm going to DM them on Instagram and just see what happens. Like if they tell me no okay if they don't it's like but that's the thing like what if like you wouldn't have known you wouldn't have gotten the opportunity if you wouldn't have taken the chance
1: and yeah, now here like, you now are
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and now you're and now here you are you know you're a part of their their you know women's development program and so it's like so for you like did you feel like that was just something like extremely important like the fact that they want like an all women's team like that By 2025.
1: Yeah, that's. I think it's really cool. I think especially like when it comes to like crew people, like car, like not car drivers that that were really weird. Um, like total home drivers, stuff like that. Like girl board. I feel like sometimes in racing, there's not that many opportunities for like women. Not think they can't do it, but like it's kind of hard. Like it's just kind of hard to do it sometimes Mm because it's like it takes a lot of experience. And but I think it's hard to get that experience. It's kind of like with a job, like. They want you to have a lot of experience but they don't want to give you the experience so it's like it's kind of hard to get there but i think with abacus what they're doing is really cool because they are willing to give you the experience to be able to do it and i think it'll help grow a lot of women in racing and help them get more opportunities down further down the road and it looks like we're going to race team because we don't want to work on a race team
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you mentioned, like, there's so many more women that are trying to come into the sport, whether they're a driver or not. Like a lot of them are trying to either get on pit crews or they're, you know, trying to be crew chiefs or they're trying to do, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. Cause Mm -hmm. you just have so many women coming like in STEM that are wanting to do this type of stuff. And yeah, it's like, as long as they're given the opportunity but that's the issue is where are those opportunities it's like not everybody's giving them so yeah um i yeah it's amazing just like how like with nascar doing the the diversity program uh, this year they had more women that got the the men this year Mm -hmm. Like, I found that amazing because I was like, you know, normally it's the other way around, you have less women, but this year they have more women than men that got, you know, into the program. And so it's like, yeah, you know, like a lot more women are coming along into the sport. And yeah, I think that's amazing that what they're doing, that they want, you know, an all women ran team because you only have that, um, you know, you, you don't have very many, you only have, Mm -hmm. I believe two in motorsports period yeah. right now and so, yeah, yeah <laughs> and that's it and it's like you know you should have more than that <laughs> um so yeah no i think i think that's awesome that you know they wanted you to be a part of that
1: yeah, yeah i think it would be cool especially like, once it gets going and like mm-hmm. how we can like grow it and stuff because like i think as a big thing like opportunities are hard to come by sometimes like it's just hard when you don't have experience like I, like if you have engineering degree it's kind of Sometimes, like, Team 5 wouldn't trust you as much as someone who's mm-hmm. done it for 50 years. Like, I don't know. I'm probably wearing this weird, but like, I have, I have the right to message. I just can't word it right. But yeah, I think it'll be cool, especially when it gets going and it's like a whole, whole deal. And I think it'll give a lot of people opportunities that they might not have been able to get beforehand. And, and yeah, it'll be really cool.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And no, you didn't word it weird. Like, I totally understand that. It's like, yeah, because experience is what most people want like Mm -hmm. they'll pick somebody that has 10 years of experience over somebody that just came out of school and Mm -hmm. yeah and so sometimes yeah it makes it harder for uh people that have just graduated um you know in engineering or anything like that stem related Mm -hmm. that when they're wanting to get into this field um and so yeah for them to be able to you know give people that opportunity that might not have as much experience but they have you know the education to back it up yeah that that's really that's a really great thing because we Mm -hmm. need we need more of those type of programs because you just don't have them um -hmm. yeah so um i do want to go into your organization rip in for a cure um That you started. So tell us a little bit more about that, like how how you started it, and you know, and why.
1: So I kind of came up with the idea just like randomly one day. I'm a very impulse person. Like I'll like just get something, but I'm doing that. So I kind of came up with the idea randomly one day, and I was like, I don't know, I'm going to do this, but it'd be kind of cool. But um, so kind of crazy. What got me. I always wanted to race, like I always knew I wanted to do it, but I didn't really know how. And then too, like my mom, she didn't really want me to do it. She didn't really want me. She didn't she knew it was kind of dangerous, especially like with dirt stuff. And then like I don't think she wanted me around men twenty four seven because sometimes they're annoying. But um yeah, so she did. I was a little nervous about me doing it, but um yeah, she didn't really want me to do it. And then my dad had a heart attack in twenty seventeen. And that kind of changed a lot of our, like, views on stuff. He's, he's good now. But, like, if that would not have happened, I don't think my mom would have let me do it. She wanted us to remember mm. together. So she was like, hopefully oh, it's been them things. Like, she just wants to do for, like, a day and, like, gets over it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that didn't happen. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I did that. That's what kind of – I kind of give that, like, the root reason, like, how I did end up start racing because I don't think that would have happened. If that didn't happen, I don't know if I would be in this spot today. But mm-hmm. – yeah, so i know i wanted to somehow turn my racing back towards my dad like kind of like as like a i don't know the word for it but like kind of like in honor of him mm-hmm. in a way. but um yeah so i came up with the idea for ripping for a cure and i thought that was the coolest sound thing in the world when i came up with it so i was like oh yeah ripping for a cure. <laughs> but um yeah so i started ripping for a cure to help raise awareness for heart disease both like the racing community and just like the community around us and I am still working on it. I have a lot of little, little tiny things I got to do for it, but mm-hmm. um, the more I like, I'm trying to do everything up front and start posting with it more. So I got my ambassadors and they're amazing. They all race all kinds of different stuff. So like there's sprint cars, um, midgets, um, micros, um, like drivers mainly, but yeah, mm-hmm. they, um, they get after it and they represent, they represent me and they're doing very well. So I love them to death. and. Yeah, it's a cool little thing I do. i try trying to make it bigger and I try to make it bigger sometimes I kinda I like I kinda mess it up and I'm like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. And then I kinda mess it up. But um yeah, I think if I focus on it a lot more, it'll get a lot better and bigger. And I wanna grow it to the point where it's kinda like kinda like almost like the driven to save lives deal. Like everyone knows mm-hmm. what that is. Yeah. And I kinda wanna grow it to that point, but it's kinda hard to get to that point. So I've been working on it and i think in the future it will be that point i don't think it. i know it will be because i'm gonna i'm gonna do it so um <laughs> yeah i think it's a cool little deal i do and i love helping people and seeing how many people i have connected to, with just because of that because i didn't i was kind of like as weird as it sound that's kind of a universal thing with racing like they're like oh yeah my dad had a heart attack and it's like that's kind yeah. of a weird thing a lot, a lot of them do <laughs>
0: yeah yeah um yeah heart like heart disease and all of that is like just a huge thing like just period Mm -hmm. i mean there's so many people that you know you either know of somebody or they have had it themselves you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah i i feel it's um, unfortunately it's a common interest because a lot Mm -hmm. of people know people that have had heart attacks or had some type of heart issues um and so yeah but i mean the fact that you're raising awareness about it um you know is very important because there's a lot of people that don't that don't take care of themselves i mean <laughs> we're just being honest here like a lot of people that don't like they either avoid the doctor or they you know anything whenever they feel weird they might not realize that it's something heart related you know yeah. until it's too late so um yeah no, um, I think that's a great thing that you're doing. And um, and so, like, so do you do, like like, any, like, community events or is it just, like, you know, on your website where people can donate?
1: So I've been kind of working towards that. I'm kind of in the weird spot where, like, I don't really know where I could do community stuff. So I've been kind of looking around. I remember when, I, last year when I was a senior at my school, I did a whole little deal for little kids. Like I brought my micro to the school and they were more interested in the micro, but I think they pay attention to some <laughs> and they, I kind of talk about heart disease and like all the fun ways they could like kind of stay heart healthy. And I was like, Hey, even like, even like racing, like it's a workout, like it'll, mm-hmm. <laughs> make you tired. Like, if you want to, you want like a kind of a crazy workout, but, um, yeah, like I, that was pretty fun. And I really like doing it with like little kids. Cause like it's easy to get their attention with a car so like usually yeah well uh, they'll pay attention so yeah
0: yeah no I, honestly there's a lot of adults that are that way too you can mm-hmm. get them you can get a ten- their attention with a car really quick
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially if they got a wing on and they're like oh what's that and it's like oh yeah look at that it's hard heart disease
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah no but yeah so i mean honestly yeah i mean getting kids to really get you know get into their whole whole thing about you know being healthy and their heart and stuff yeah i mean you want to start them young anyway because then once they're adults you know they've already been kind of doing all of that it becomes a habit so you don't Mm -hmm. really have to like worry too much about it but it's like with adults if they're having to like unlearn like everything that they were doing in the past and now just starting to like take care of themselves, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot harder. So yeah, no, like definitely, um, you know, talking to kids, it makes sense because it's like, you want to start them really young with those habits because yeah yeah, as an adult it's hard to unlearn all of that and unfortunately a lot of adults don't they don't change their habits until they have like a major scare like Mm -hmm. you know a health scare where like they end up in the hospital over something or you know a doctor tells them hey if you don't change your ways you're gonna be like in really serious condition in uh, in so many months and it's like you shouldn't have to be scared to like start taking care of yourself (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. I <could> say, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no. So, I mean, it's always good to like start with kids and so they just start doing it, you know, as just a normal routine thing. Um cuz I mean, me as an adult, I've had a scare myself, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to like, you know, how I was taking care of myself cuz I really wasn't, you know. And so I totally get like how that can like change like it can, can turn your whole life around but Mm -hmm. you don't want to wait that long, right? You don't want to wait till it's like, oh, the doctor's like, you need to change like right now, unless you want to end up in a hospital bed. Like, no, like you shouldn't have to do all that. But so, um, so obviously, like how do you balance everything obviously i'm getting i mean i'm guessing you're in school right yeah, yeah and you're in are racing and you obviously have you know ripping for a cure you have all these things going on so like how are you able to like do everything
1: that's a good question oh <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> um, I think i think like discipline is a big thing like if i mean i, I kind of had to wake up early even though i hate it like if i wake up early i can get more done and I think a little bit of like, I'm very ADHD, so I think that also helps <laughs> in its own weird way. Because I can be like, oh, boom, 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 like I don't have to like, be like, okay, boom, boom, boom. So that probably helps me and hurts me sometimes. But I try to make like a thing in my head. Like if I don't have like a, a schedule or like I always say, like especially with working out, like if someone's not like riding my butt, I will push it off to the last minute, and I'm like, oh my god, like why did I do that? So I kind of make myself ride my own butt if that makes sense i'm mm-hmm. like i gotta do this i'll set like 20 reminders on my phone like do this do this do this so the more i'm like kind of mean to myself the more i get done <laughs> that makes sense so i've I've actually gotten a lot better with it i've tried to i've especially this year with the midget because the midget is a lot more physically demanding than a micro in my opinion mm-hmm. i really focused on working out and like eating better and I honestly think it's a big difference like honestly like as best as I, I still don't really know what protein is but um uh, i realize if i eat more of it i feel like a million times better so i've gotten really big into like the galani like coffees like i feel mm-hmm. so good when i drink those it might just be in my head but like i feel like those work really good so i always like if i got one of those i'm ready to rip like i'm ready to take on the day
0: yeah um Honestly, I mean, I, it might be both. It might be like, it, it makes you feel good too. <laughs> yeah. Like it could be your head as well, but yeah, no, like I'm kind of the same way. So I have ADHD and autism. So mm-hmm. I totally understand what you mean about like the reminders and constantly almost like being mean to yourself because yeah. it's like, if you don't, it's like, you're, you're like and never going to get anything done. I totally get that. And so, and honestly, like, so I, so I have both my my youngest daughter has ADHD and my husband has ADHD so Mm -hmm. yeah I totally get it like it's the whole household here that it's an it's crazy it's like if we don't set schedules or or whatever like yeah like we'll never get anything done Uh, it it would be Mm -hmm. chaos here so yeah I totally get what you mean um and but Yeah. I mean, once you, once you do that, like I, it it gets a lot easier, especially once you've like, I think it's harder when it's stuff that's new, like Mm -hmm. that you've never done and you're trying to make it a habit. Oh yeah. It's like, oh my gosh like because yeah you're just not used to doing it so it's like you're constantly having to remind yourself but it's like after a while once you've done it like every single day it's like you don't have to worry about it anymore but yeah starting new habits is my problem too because it's like i've never done it before and so it's like man like just fitting it into my schedule i'm like uh like can i put it off like seeing the biggest thing with me is working out too so i have that. Problem as well. It's like you know, I know I should, but then it's Mm -hmm. like I'm just like, do it today. Like, and then you don't realize it's like been five months and you haven't done it. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I put off working out that long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I totally understand because that's where I'm at right now. Again, with working Mm -hmm. out, because it's like I'll get consistent for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, I don't know why, but I'll just mm-hmm. fall off. And then it's like then I'm like four or five months later and I'm like, you know, I really should be working out like because then but I, it's because I start seeing like people post videos um, working out and I'm like, you know, I really should I'll be doing do that. that too. And then I'm like, you know, I wonder how long it's been. And I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh, my God, it's been months. I'm like yeah no I, i've got to do something about that and, mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah, yeah so. like it is so bad like i'll like especially like like i like one of my biggest things like i like running on a treadmill this is like everyone is like tells me they're the opposite but like, i like running on a treadmill but i don't like <laughs> running outside and people are like that's so weird like i'm the complete opposite treadmills are way harder and i was like no they're not like, no are
0: they i love I treadmills like, yeah, I'm too fine. i'm the same I way like, i the same so I way
1: running outside and i was like this like i could run i feel like i could <laughs> run forever on a treadmill but then like i'm outside i'm like five of a mile and i'm like <laughs> this, this is a lot yeah and, and then, i think it's hotter but like yeah like, it was so hard to make myself start doing that and once i started doing it i was like oh it's not that bad Like Mm -hmm. the first few times I was like, I am literally going to die on the side of the road. No one's ever going to see me again. Why did I agree to do this? (laughs) But um, yeah, like, yeah, like just getting new habits and new things like that just make it super hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I used to run a lot to you when I was a lot younger. And then it's like, then I tried the treadmill and I'm like, Oh, I like this better. Yeah, but I think it's because a lot of it is the weather. It's like because when you're outside trying to run, it's like you get really hot and stuff, but like mm-hmm. you're inside on a treadmill so like you can kind of keep your body temperature regulated. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I think that's why it's easier for me on a treadmill cuz it's like I'm I can't get too hot almost because you've got AC blowing and stuff. Oh yeah. But outside, you don't have anything but like it, 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 oh, and in here, I don't know how humidity is in North Carolina, but yeah. oh my gosh, here in Louisiana. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, yeah, no, like I'd die outside <laughs> if I was yeah. running right now, because it's mm-hmm. like, it, especially during the summer, it gets so hot out here. Cause like it cool. will stay in the high eighties and into the nineties. And mm-hmm. then with humidity, it's even worse. I mean, it almost feels like a hundred degrees out here. And it's like, if I went out there and ran while with that type of heat, there's no way I'd, I'd probably, yeah. Somebody would have to confine me because I'd probably die of heat exhaustion <laughs> I'd probably <Yeah>. just <laughs> fall on the ground. Yeah. So I, I totally understand what you mean with the treadmill thing, like mm-hmm. I actually want to get one, like one of those that like people put under their desk all the time. Like, oh yeah 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 like i've been seeing those and i'm like oh my gosh those are so cool like i want to get one of those because i don't have room for like a regular size treadmill oh they're huge yeah yeah they're massive and i don't have room for that so like i keep seeing people doing that and i'm like oh i want to get one like but uh, honestly this whole just watching like reels on like instagram and stuff where people do like all the aesthetic things like with their offices and stuff like that and i see the treadmills and all this other stuff i'm like oh i really want this
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so it that and TikTok, it's like you see so much stuff and it's like it makes you want to buy things oh yeah like, I've heard all so the time on TikTok. <laughs> It makes you want to buy so much stuff. It's like, oh, I never knew that existed. Okay, I want that. Want to showcase your brand within the racing community by supporting women in motorsports? Our advertising campaigns cover digital and physical mediums to make sure we amplify your brand on all levels. It's the ultimate biz glow up y'all. So schedule a call with me to set up your customized biz glow up plan to scale up with us. Um, Packages can start as low as a hundred dollars a month to advertise with us. So go to com slash collab to get more information and schedule that call with me.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Like one of my friends, like I love him to death don't get me wrong but like that man he got a house right and he he decorated it's just him and so i i feel me saying this but sometimes men aren't the best interior designers and no it's true he has <laughs> like <laughs> 30 couches in this house i don't know why there's just 30 different couches none of them match and then i walk in there one day and he has these two gray rugs and like one is like I don't really know what you call it but like they're like stringy looking and it's like a little stringy one. Oh yeah and the shag like, ones yeah. yeah 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 and it's like soft and then about I, like that far apart it's there's another gray rug that's like foam and i was like why'd you i was like why he was like i saw it on tiktok it looks soft and i was like why did you put it like anywhere else He was like i'll put it there and i was like okay whatever whatever it's about your <laughs> boat just yeah. like yeah tiktok will make you buy some stuff <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, it definitely does. Um,
1: but I think they did that on
0: purpose. Yeah. <laughs> like make people buy more stuff that they really do not need. It's mm-hmm. just because you see it and you want it and yeah, I, I totally get it. Like mm-hmm. I, I have that problem big time. Um, my husband is always wondering why there's random boxes that are showing up at the house i'm mm-hmm. like oh i got this off of like wayfair or i got this off mm-hmm. of amazon or whatever and he's like we don't have room for yeah. anything <laughs> else in this house and i'm like
1: but i needed it yeah
0: yeah so you yeah, know like
1: I, it'll be on this phone on facebook marketplace looking at couches like <laughs> I was like for the love of god you don't need to buy another couch like this like you have seven couches in this one room he's like well i got that other room i was like it doesn't mean it to be a couch room like you don't need like a whole room of couches it's like let me have my life and i was like oh, whatever that's so weird though like that many couches like i don't want to slide there's like four in one room there's one in the other i was like i don't, I don't question i don't if wow. you question that's when you, you just don't question you're saying all right just, yeah
0: it's and just it's becoming it's
1: become more different but well yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it
0: pretty much became a museum of couches i guess yeah
1: and none of them are the same color like one's like tan one's like blue one's like a circle and then there's one that's like orange outside they're all different colors and that's like i I don't, I don't know i don't question i don't question them
0: <laughs> yeah no um yeah wow I, I mean i can understand that they somewhat match but the fact that they're just all random oh. like they don't make any <laughs> <Yeah>. sense <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's, I mean, mm. I guess some people just really love things. Like, there's people that love plants. Maybe he's just a couch person. I guess. I
1: don't. I, I don't know. Because <laughs> I mean, they're I did, like I would learn the less you question the better it was like, okay. Yeah. No, because oh, I have a friend fall that's
0: fall? With, she's like that, but she's with like with plants. She has almost mm-hmm. 200 plants in her house. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like but she keeps them alive i'm like oh my god if That's i had crazy. that many like none of them would be alive like i mm-hmm. would like more than half of them would be dead by now because there's no way i'd be able to keep up with that
1: many plants oh yeah and they all need like different things too like some are like fancy water some are plain water right some are water with the beads in them like yeah <laughs> exactly and i'm like there's
0: no way i could keep up with that many plants mm-hmm. and know exactly what each of them need yeah I- that would drive me nuts. I'm like, but mm-hmm. that's why she, that's why she doesn't have ADHD or anything like that. I'm like, yeah. maybe that's something that other people can do, but I yeah. know I couldn't, there's no way mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, I forgot to water you like five months ago. ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> be like, yeah. oh, you're turning brown. Oh, I forgot to water you like a long time ago. Did not yeah. realize that.
1: Like yeah. I was just immigrated. <laughs> right yeah Yeah. like oh this
0: one's not even a plant anymore it's just dirt like yeah yeah
1: Yeah. i would yeah i used to have a little cactus in my room and like i love that thing to death but um yeah it did not live longer than like three days and And i was like that's the crazy thing they literally tell you that
0: cactus and succulents like that because you Mm -hmm. don't have to water them very much they tell you that it's almost impossible to kill them and i'm like don't get one like don't bring i'm not gonna bring one home because mm-hmm. i can tell you
1: right now it'll die somehow <laughs> yeah like i don't know like maybe my room's just dark i don't know like like if any there's a plant in my room it'll die in like a week max like i don't matter how much i water it, how much i don't water how much i feed it don't feed it it'll be dead <laughs>
0: yeah and that's why i was like because like people were like oh well because i was like i want i really want to grow something but you know i'm really bad at it. they were like oh get like a cactus or a succulent because all you gotta do is like water them like once a month mm-hmm. i did that and i still killed it right. and i don't know how and that's why i was like you know what i guess i'm just one of those people that just needs to have fake plants in their house to make it look like mm-hmm. i have it together but i really don't i just have to make <laughs> but then i have to remember to like dust them because then mm-hmm. it's gonna be obvious that they're fake because yeah. there's gonna be dust all over them so yeah i don't know it's just like i'm like uh, i don't know if i feel like looking like i'm put together like i want my house to look like it's on the cover of architectural digest but then i don't want to put in the work to do it yeah. either.
1: yeah i feel that yeah because <laughs> <laughs> it's like those people their houses look like
0: nobody lives there oh yeah yeah so
1: but... yeah like my room is like it's like to like anyone else they're like like it looks like it's it's like unorganized mm-hmm. organized like it's everything right. organized it just doesn't i don't know how to explain it it's like kind of organized but kind of unorganized but like i know where everything we is know where everything is but other people think oh,
0: yeah. that like it's the worst thing ever they're like how do you find anything in here and it's like mm-hmm there's a method to the madness in here yeah <laughs> it might not be good for you but there's a method to the madness in this room like for me like i could find everything that i need right now mm-hmm. wouldn't oh, even yeah, have okay. to think twice but
1: yeah yeah so the gopro's it, over there the charger's over there the cube's over there but if you go over there then that's the extra case for the gopro the case the gopro the case is broke because i break those things all the time so yeah I was like. <laughs> do, 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 do yeah
0: no oh, yeah but we're kind of and that that's how my house is it's like uh, mm-hmm. it's organized chaos in a way it's like i know where everything is but yeah, yeah like uh, yeah if other people come in here they're like oh my god how do you find anything It's like you mm-hmm. just kind of know where everything is yeah Usually you know. like if you know you know but if you don't know you don't know yeah no i mean that doesn't mean that doesn't mean i don't lose things
1: oh I yeah i know. lose everything yeah
0: but mm-hmm. But for the most part, I know where most things are. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. like my
1: watch—I used to never wear watches or anything, Mm -hmm. but I got—I got an Apple Watch, and like that thing has saved my butt so many times because there's this button you can press to find your phone, and I lose my phone at least seven times a day. So, like, I'll just like be like, "Oh, it's over there." (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, my daughter's the same way because with her, she her phone's black. So her mm-hmm. iPhone's black, oh, blonde, and yeah. she keeps putting it like on black stuff. Mm-hmm. So then she ends up losing it and can't find it all the time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, and she's like, mom, have you seen my phone? And I'm like, I'm. I'm gonna take two guesses. I'm like, it's either somewhere in your room. Or two, you probably put it on something that is the same color as your phone. And about yeah. 90% of the time, that's what it is. She put it on something <laughs> that's the same color as her phone. So it's camouflage and she can't find it. Yeah. And so, yeah. All the time. And then she's yeah. like, I don't think I should have got a black phone. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I think you should have went with some other color, something not dark.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I can't say that about the too. <laughs> But yeah, like, like I remember, like one day, like I was just cleaning up, the, like clean stuff out of our trailer back when I ran the micro and stuff, and I was like, I don't know why I would do this all the time, but I'd always put my phone on top of the fridge. I don't, I don't, I just would always be like, oh, I'll remember that, <laughs> and then like two hours would go by, and I was like, I don't know where I put my phone, and then like I'd be looking for it for two hours, I was like, oh wait, I put it on top of the fridge, and I was like, yep, there it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, she, and she always puts it on the same console table that I have in our living room and it's black. And she yeah. always puts it there and I'm like, I'm like, really, like, you know, that you're not going to be able to find it, but you always put it there. And she's like, I don't know why I do what I just do. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I feel
1: I do the same thing
0: i'm like maybe you're just color matching like you are just i don't know you just want to put your phone on the same thing that looks that has the same color i guess but yeah, yeah she does that a lot so one other question so obviously i ask this every episode um so what is your favorite track that you've raced at and why
1: so my favorite track is um, Humboldt Speedway. I actually raced there for the first time ever um, in May. It was, I think, May 5th, I think. But that was my fir- first race with Abacus. It was my third race ever in a midget. And I feel like it went pretty good. I, I kind of count that as my debut because my other two were just like two last year. And I hadn't done it in almost almost a year at that point. So I was like, this could be de- debut part two. So, um, yeah, it was a fun night. And I definitely got a lot better throughout the night. I, um, I ended up. I didn't make it through the B main, but I got a provisional for being like the fastest non-transferring car, I think. I was mm-hmm. like, oh cool. And then I went in the A main, I went 21st to 12th, and I was like, okay, oh, Like, oh, wow. oh, my yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely my favorite track right now. It it changes a lot, but I I loved humboldt Home would will definitely be one of my top fives for a long time.
0: So where's that track? I've I've actually not heard that of that one.
1: It's in Kansas. It's kinda like it's kinda in the middle of nowhere, but um it's super nice. Like it's super well taken care of. I, I don't remember it getting dusty at all. Like, they didn't, hmm. I don't think they had to rewater it at all. Wow. I might be thinking really wrong, but I don't think they rewatered it at all. Like, it just stayed pretty juiced up the whole night. And the walls were nice. You, the sound system was nice. The stands were nice. Everything about it was nice. So,
0: oh, nice. Yeah. But the fact that they didn't have to, like, really do anything, you know, to the track. For the for the whole night is that that means they they take really good care of that yeah. track because i've never been to a track where they haven't mm-hmm. at least had to water it at least you know a couple times oh, yeah. or mm-hmm. or do something or grade so it whatever <laughs> yeah oh yeah. and some of them get so dusty it's ridiculous mm-hmm. like there's and then um a lot of times especially on the track like it gets like really like it's just taking so much rubber that it's like ice, like, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so no, that's good that they, that they really maintain it well. And like, you know, you were really able to, you know, uh, yeah. Even though the track changes, obviously with dirt, it, you know, it's going to change all the time, but, but the fact that you were able to like really get a decent run, I mean, from 21st to 12th, that's a huge, that's a huge jump. Down. yeah i
1: was it was a fun night i definitely got better as the night went on i said i stopped being like like scaredy cat i started driving way harder and um once i started driving harder it's kind of weird like i know it's gonna be like this but anytime i get a new car model like this it'll it, it's easier the harder you drive it so it's like kind of a weird thing to get used to mm-hmm. and like so in next sunday yeah next sunday i'm racing at lincoln and i'm pretty excited about lincoln just because i've ran there before and it's not going to be totally new like i haven't mm-hmm. ran since 81 which was may 6. so it's been a while but i'm really excited about going to lincoln and being able to go somewhere i've been before and kind of remember i weirdly remember a lot about it so i'm kind of supposed to remember as much as i do but uh, i'm really excited to go there and that's definitely one of my that might be my third favorite track and everyone hates lincoln but i i like hmm. i like lincoln a lot but anyone i've ever asked like god oh, i don't like lincoln and i was like i was like oh, i don't like it like it's,
0: it's kind of cool but yeah i mean it could also be their driving style that they mm-hmm. might not like it um because I, yeah. I know that sometimes that's what it, it normally is is because like because their driving style it just like it just doesn't work for them yeah. um because and some people also if it's challenging for them they don't really like that challenge and so mm-hmm. maybe you know you're just like your driving style just fits that track um yeah. yeah so yeah
1: it was kind of a weird one it was like it was kind of weird it was it was pretty decently sized but it mm-hmm. was kind of if i'm remembering right it was pre, it was kind of narrow i might be not uh, thinking give okay. it i think it was narrow i might be wrong but um from what i remember it was pretty narrow so I think, they kind of don't like the narrowness because it's harder to like pass and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think it kind of made it fun because it was like you were on top of each other, like you were gonna either be like that close together, or like that close together. So it was like crazy. Oh how close
0: it was. wow, yeah. And then yeah. open wheel like that, like I, I guess that could also be why some people don't like yeah. it because it's like oh, yeah, if flip, you're that close, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's not the like
1: last year. Oh my god, it took an hour. Wow. Like, it was like, so many of them flipped. It was just a
0: whole thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that, that's the only thing about being
0: open wheel like that, you know, with like sprint cars and, you know, micro sprints and midgets is that. Yeah. If you, if your tires touch a little too hard, everything. Yeah. You're yeah, telling me
1: right. We were on them. Not any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. My husband, my husband used to race, um, uh, the. 600 mm-hmm. um m- micro sprints um before he got into the dirt late model cuz they stopped running sprint cars around here i mean yeah. it's just you know that that's just not a thing around here anymore yeah. so he yeah so he came from that and yeah there was plenty of nights where mm-hmm. you know he was like there was one night where someone's uh tire literally came on top of his shoulder oh yeah yeah like yeah it happens like it's crazy mm-hmm. um and so yeah it's like but but even though that stuff type tends to happen sprint cars are some of the best racing you'll ever see oh, yeah 100%. like you'll ever experience and like and that's and I and it's like i can tell like my husband like he hates that he got out of sprint cars because mm-hmm. of that it's like But he was also like wanting to get into something uh, with like a real roll cage, (laughs) you know, but yeah, like that's one thing, like, cause you know, when we get a chance, we go see like the world of outlaws and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And yeah, obviously it's some of the best racing that you'll ever see. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I see why people love it um, and want to even like do it, like, you know, drive those cars because i mean they're amazing to watch
1: yeah yeah like they're super cool they're super cool like i think they also make you a really good driver just because Mm -hmm. of how fast you have to react to everything because everything it's so fast and like kind of get so used to it it's kind of like in slow-mo so like i think that Mm -hmm. really helps you just get the more like i think dirt was really good for that like getting you like super reactive and quick and like quick on your toes
0: Yeah, it it does. And actually that's one thing my husband said, he thinks that might've actually made it easier for him to transition into late models because Mm -hmm. he said, actually the late models, like because of the reaction times and stuff, because it's not as fast, he said, it's almost like he's going in slow motion with, with like, you know, because he doesn't have to be as fast on his reaction times because, you know, it's, it's not like a sprint car where, you're going a lot faster. You, you know, you don't really have that balance because obviously, you know, a sprint car is a little bit different and it's a lot lighter, um, Mm -hmm. than a late model. And he said that that was one thing he realized when he switched over from being in a sprint car is that like his reaction times are way faster than some of these Mm -hmm. other people. And, they like, he will dodge wrecks like Mm -hmm. left and right. And people like are so confused at how he's able to react that fast, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and not run into somebody. And he, and he, and he said, he kind of said what you said, he's like, I actually see the wreck about to happen before it even Mm happens. And, and, and they didn't really understand that. But now that you're saying it, it makes sense because in a sprint car, you have to be, you know, you have to react a lot faster than what you would in a in a different car that can't even move at the speed that a sprint car can.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, that's kind of what he was saying. Like, you can kind of almost tell, like, when a wreck's about to happen. Like, you're mm-hmm. just kind of like, what's about to happen? And then it's like... <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And And I didn't really understand that either. But then, but now that you're saying it, it's like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense because it's like, you know, you your reaction time has to be faster because you're going at like almost double the speed that these other mm-hmm. cars are going. So yeah, that that makes yeah. a lot of sense. But uh, but it's a good thing though because it means it gives you you know you you're able to react fast enough. And mm-hmm. I mean, if you ever transition into you know any other cars, you know like especially if you do go into as you know asphalt racing or whatever, you know you're able to really pick up on things faster than than other people would coming from dirt so
1: yeah yeah yeah, so. for sure it's, it definitely helps like i think my reactions are pretty good like i mean like, i went and ran a just like a like one of those um ka cards I go pro mm-hmm. and like yeah like you can just like i wasn't racing this so it's a little different but like you can just see like like you just know like like so you go out there with all the different kids mm-hmm. and like there'll be like shifters which are like super fast and they'll have like the little little kids that are aren't as fast so like you can kind of just like spot them and like you just kind of like whoop. like you can, you have to like react really fast to them or you're gonna nail them and so i think if i didn't if i wasn't didn't do dirt racing mm-hmm. it would, i wouldn't be as like i guess observant to that kind of stuff
0: yeah yeah no i agree with you on that one because yeah it's like you're able to really kind of pick up on things a lot yeah. faster um you're yeah. you know also um i i also noticed like and I guess you know that's just watching like other people transition from like dirt to asphalt. Um, they, you know, they tend to do really well because it's like you're able to kind of like pick up on like your driving style. Mm-hmm. I think it's it helps because yeah. it's like because I mean look at Larson and you look at you know I mean Jeff Gordon came from sprint cars. You know I mean you have you well midgets. You know you know he because he did USAC and stuff. But yeah, so, I mean, you, you look at them, I mean, Jimmy Johnson came from dirt, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of them did. And I mean, you've got Christopher Bell, you've got, mm-hmm. you know, Kyle Bush, you know, all of them that have been, that do dirt and, you know, and asphalt, their driving styles are, are just so different compared to everybody else but it, it it's a good thing because that's also why they are as competitive as they are um yeah. and so yeah i think you know you you being in dirt and then possibly transitioning to asphalt you know if you feel like it um you'll have you know a, you'll have a really good adva- advantage i think so mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, too, like, it helps you, like, especially, like, I feel like it's easier to kind of tone someone back and then to try to make them go harder. So, like, I, I go for, a, like, I drive way, I drive way too hard there. It's, like, a whole thing. And, like, I feel like it'd be easier to, like, I don't know. I'm, I mean, might be easier the other way around. But, like, like how I think it is, I think it's easier to, like, if you can go super hard and tone it back, I feel like that's easier than trying to push someone to go harder because it's, like, a mental thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, a it, like you said, it's more of a mindset thing. Um, mm-hmm. when, when it comes to, um, switching between the two, It's like, you know, with dirt, obviously you're in an open world car. You have to be more mindful of what you do with it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, I th- yeah. and that was another thing too. Like my husband said he had a problem with is because he was so used to being in a sprint car. They didn't realize in a late model, you can rub a lot more up against each other and it won't really matter. Um, yeah, but th- he kept like kind of trying to keep himself away from people as much as possible because he was so afraid. But it, but that's what it was is because he was so used to an open wheel car. And it's like with those. Yeah, you can't really get on top of each other in a sprint car because you're both yeah. going to end up flipping or something, you know? But yeah, with the late model, he didn't realize that it takes a lot more to flip a late model. Like it's very, I mean, it happens, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. happen very often. And so it's like, he was so used to that. So he didn't like, he didn't want to like get close to people. He didn't want to rub and stuff. And then Yeah. yeah, that was his first, his first season. And people were like, why are you trying to stay so far away from people? Like, cause he would like go up like almost on the berm and stuff sometimes to like mm-hmm. stay away from people. And he's like, well, I don't like, I don't want to wreck and stuff and everything. And they're like, oh, it takes a lot more than that to wreck in a late mm-hmm. model. And yeah, yeah. It's, it was like, it's a learning curve thing. Like he, he, I mean, he's gotten out of it now, but back then it was like, you know, he was so afraid cause he's like, Well, he's like, I guess that's just because I came from a sprint car. I'm thinking that like all these cars will kind of act the same way. And that was another thing too, that he had to unlearn. Cause you know, with the sprint car, you just floor it the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like you're not, you know, you're not hitting brakes or anything like that. Well, Mm -hmm. with a late model, you actually have to tap the brakes to go into the turn to get up on the bars. Mm Mm-hmm. The first night that he got out there he floored it and Mm -hmm. it did not turn it just kept going straight and he was about to hit the wall because he he wasn't thinking you know he was just trying to drive it like a sprint car and Mm -hmm. yeah like that took him a long time to get out of because he's like because he didn't want to use the brakes like he didn't want to even touch brakes because you don't touch brakes in a sprint car yeah Yeah, that was that was something that was hard for him to get out of, you know, transferring to, you know, a different type of car. So, yeah. And gosh, I mean, it probably be the same way on asphalt, too. If you're going from an asphalt car to, you know, from a sprint car, it's you know, you might want to like just floor it all the way and not think maybe, oh, well, maybe I do need to actually hit the brakes a little bit.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, like, especially with asphalt, like, what I've done with, like, with, like, the KA stuff, like, Mm -hmm. I I just overdrive the corners, like, like it's like oh yeah i gotta lift and it's like you're driving down like 30 not 30 like um like six feet deeper than anyone else and it's like very obvious
0: yeah 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 the overdriving thing i mean but, but it, that's just because you're so used to doing that all the time that it's like when you get on another track you're not really thinking about changing your driving style you just kind of keep doing what you're used to doing mm-hmm. and it's like Oh well. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Like, I'm supposed to like slow down and and like actually complete the turn and not just like send it, you know? Into the yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like full full throttle
1: it, full commit. Right. <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah, I mean, but I I think that's awesome that you know you're able to like do all this stuff with advocates and just just be just be versatile in like what you're doing you know, in your racing, know, racing career and stuff. And I do wish you the best. Because I mean, Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, we need more women on the dirt side. I've been telling my husband that for forever, because we've been in it for 18 years. And I'm like, we need to see more women on the dirt side, especially in the midgets and like the micro sprints because you just don't have a ton and i was like and that's what i told him i'm like i am so glad that there are more women that are coming into this because like you see it more like you know um in in f1 and you see it in you know with f1 academy and you see it with um you know obviously you've got katie hettinger and all of them and like in the cars tour and stuff and the pro late models but on the dirt side, you just don't really see any women. And that's what I was telling him. I'm like, unless you go to like your local track, but like, you know, getting higher up into you know, some of the other organizations, you just don't have it. And I've been telling him that forever. I'm like, we need more women on this side. And, and I'm so glad that you you know, you have this opportunity to be able to build something with advocates and and I, I, can't, I can't wait to see like what happens because I, I really want to see more women, you know, uh, on the dirt side of racing because we need them. And yeah. it, it's, it's been too long. Like, you know, um, you know, cause I, I mean, I see you and Jade and, um, and, you know, Taylor Watson and a, and a few others that are finally like coming up, you know, through the ranks. And it's like, I'm like, I'm really excited for all of you. Cause it's like, we need this and it's been a long time and it shouldn't have taken this long, but I'm glad, I'm glad that it's happening. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that Abacus is really, you know, trying to push this, um, you know, to the forefront for sure. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely cool. It's definitely cool to see like more and more get into it. Like, I remember like, I raised um like two, two to four. Usually, it was two mainly, and then there was um, two. There was two other girls. One of them did for like a year and left, and then the other one did different stuff too. So it is definitely cool to see more like girls and like women get involved with it because like I feel like every year there's like one more like it's slowly they're like, slowly trickling it like one more, one more, one more like like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I'm I'm just glad that you know there's more um, coming in on the dirt side and that you guys are starting to get some recognition. Cause I mean, we've had women in on the dirt side, but like I said, it's more like on a smaller scale, like most mm-hmm. of them, it's more on their local tracks and stuff. Like yeah. it's not, you know, it's not like gonna, um, it's not like in the world of outlaws or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, world of outlaws, we only had Aaron. Aaron Crockett, you know Aaron, you know Evernham. She was the only one that did yeah. World of Outlaws full time. After that, nobody's done it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I think that I think it's crazy. We just need more women to do it, and we just don't. We just don't have it, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I'm glad that you're able to be a part of, you know, of that push for more women, you know, in dirt so Mm
1: -hmm. well thank you i appreciate it it's definitely fun i like i love i love doing it i love pushing myself and i love i love every part of it it's uh well it's love it's i love it so much it's just it's fun i wouldn't want to do anything else so i love i just love it
0: (laughs) yeah no and i'm glad that you're so excited about it i mean that you know that that's what makes it even better you know it's something that you're passionate about and um and you know um, and that you're literally, you know, pretty much trying to make this a career, right? And, yeah um, and it's something that you want to do. And I'm glad that you're able to like really, you know, do what you're passionate about and, um, and obviously make a name for yourself and show everybody like, I mean, Lacey's here to stay. Lacey's gonna oh, yeah. stay and you, she's gonna, yeah. like like you're i mean you know you're gonna keep you're gonna keep growing and stuff and then you're still young i mean you still have you still have a lot of time you know to really you know go up through the ranks and stuff and i mean who's to say that you won't end up you know like in the world of outlaws or something you know yeah like yeah DM on instagram (laughs) right just be like hey you need a woman driver i'm here like let's do this I mean, yeah. honestly, it'd be an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's used to say you won't do it, and then they were like, you know what? Sure, why not?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's a really cool story. I love, I love when people ask me, and I'm just like, ah, DM on Instagram. And they're like, oh, and it's like, yeah, like you never know unless you try. So, right,
0: exactly. I mean, who's it that you won't be the next one? Like, you just be like, hey, you need a driver? Um, I can do it, and then mm-hmm. it's like you're in the world of outlaws like why yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah but no thank you so much for coming on the show i appreciate no it, it was really fun. yeah yeah this is so much fun and i'm so glad that you know you were able to you know share your story on here and obviously for all of you that are listening um i will link everything like all of Lacey's social media accounts her website everything that i possibly can find so you can make sure you follow her journey and everything that she's doing um and and support her and support her cause and everything because like whatever whatever it takes to make sure that Lacey keeps racing and she stays you know busy here you know on the dirt side because obviously you guys know how much i advocate for women in dirt and we need more. So she needs to be able to stay. So more people know about her. So we have more women come in. So yeah. No definitely. I'm glad that you were able to be here. And yeah. I wish you luck with everything that you have going on.
1: But, yeah, I really appreciate it.
0: Hey guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Lacey. Um, if this was your first time listening to it. Or if it was a replay for you as well. So yeah. Um, definitely I appreciate you guys tuning in and I will have all of Lacey's social media, her website, um, the information about ripping for a cure will all be in the show notes. So you guys can definitely go check that out. And, um, and yeah, guys, just thank you so much for being a part of the race wife Unfiltered, like VIPs. Like, I love you guys. Like, this has been amazing um, this past year and I can't thank all of you enough. I mean, you guys are the reason why I still why I do this and this, and why I will keep doing this. Um, and I mean, we are already booked into the middle of March when it comes to like guests for this year. Um, and that's crazy to me, literally in like two, literally it only took us two weeks and we're already booked into the middle of March. And, like, we're already about to book for April. And, guys, like, I appreciate all the love and support that everybody has given. Us, like myself and my team. Because, honestly, without my team, I would not be able to do this as as much as I do. Um, so, definitely make sure that you guys rate and review the podcast. On whatever platform you listen to, because that helps other people find the podcast, and you know, share it out to whoever you know you think might want to listen to it. Because the more people that we get listening, the more you know, the more people that can be interested in in these women and motorsports and their stories. Because let's be real women in motorsports sports do not get to take center stage very often. And this platform gives them the opportunity to share their stories. Um, and when some of them tend to be more behind the scenes and don't really get a chance to talk about who they are and what they do and what they bring to the table as far as being in the racing community, because that's what this is all about. This is all about us being a community and coming together and being able to let people know what we're all about. So so, yeah, that's it, guys. So, until um, until Wednesday, if you're a VIP, or Thursday, if you find, you know, the podcast on social media, um, take care and go out there and manifest your best lives. Okay? Bye.